Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I am Connor from the House of L. And I am Ray from the House of Zod. And we are stuck in still this same old lava infested <laughs> pile of dirt you call Australia. It was currently 30 degrees. Uh, melting. I look like Superman on the cover of this comic right now. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. it. Does Superman sweat, does he? Uh, surely he wouldn't, would he? Oh, he doesn't sweat on the cover. I, I thought he was. I thought he was. No, he sweating. sweats sometimes, especially when there's kryptonite involved. True, true. Yeah, so anyway, yeah. how are you, Connor L? Uh, stifling heat, of course. You aren't yeah. having much of a run-up there, are you? No, and I'm just going to apologise in advance if there's any, like, fan in the background that comes through. Um, but, you know, I, I unfortunately, I need it. To, otherwise, I just would not be able to record right now. So, yeah, uh, yeah, and um, but yeah, other than that, I'm pretty good. Uh, well, what about yourself, Mister Zod? Yeah, things are slightly cooler down here in my little in Timbuktu. Uh, I think I mentioned earlier, I've, I've got a hoodie on. I'm just you know, yeah, loving life. It's uh, it's really good. We we have a a ripper of a an issue to cover tonight we do um, yes we do we were just uh ruminating about some of its finer points which we'll get to on this show but um we've got plenty of superman stuff to talk about i guess yeah yeah we definitely <laughs> do. have you have you so what have you been reading uh lately um yeah i well i um i just finished uh all-star superman finally Got the uh, all all the twelve chapters or episodes uh, done and dusted, so very happy with that. Uh, I was very um, enjoyed that thoroughly. Frank Quietly's art was is brilliant, and Grant Morrison, geez, he knows his stuff, doesn't he? And he knows he knows how to craft a good story. I mean, I know that sounds pretty silly because it's it's probably pretty obvious, but uh, I haven't actually read much of Grant Morrison, so um, yeah, pleasantly surprised, pleasant pleasantly surprised. Um, other than that, um, I haven't caught up with the latest. Is it Action Comics a thousand and seven? Have you read that, Connor? Um, one thousand and seven. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, if that came out in the past two weeks, I haven't. Ah, I've yes. been unfortunately being a bit short on cash, so I'll be heading to my LCS on Friday though. Okay. To pick up all the new issues. Uh, one thousand and seven. I, I so. feel like I might have read that. Okay. Um, uh, I might have gotten that wrong. It, it's I, a... I have read it. I have read oh, you it. I have. Okay. And it sucked. I remember now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> have you read it yet? No, I haven't. I, I have got it. I only um only collecting it digitally at the moment. It's in my um in my device, but I haven't read it as yet. Um yeah, that was a couple of weeks. Jeez, that was uh yeah, end of January. So yeah, I'm I'm a little behind on my comics, so yeah, I, I do not think it was very good. I did not think Superman 7 was very good. I uh, hope both titles pick back up again. Well, this because, is the first uh, one. This is the first one that you didn't like from Action Comics, right? You, you were pretty I wasn't, happy. I wasn't big on 1004 either. Oh, okay. Right. The cover was awesome. But, yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, looking forward to, to that. That should, be, that should be pretty good. I'm just having the Cobra Cult conspiracy. Yes, and I'll also be picking up that Man and Superman, uh, one hundred page giant on Friday. Oh, and, that's uh, right. I, yeah, you mentioned. 
and uh, that'll be our next episode, by the way, guys, is uh, <clears throat> the Marv Wolfman story from mm-hmm. that book. And if any other stories really stand out to us, then we'll uh, cover those as well. But otherwise, we'll probably put it on a rainy day mm-hmm. um, because covering covering like a 100-page special with all these short stories is a lot of work. <laughs> oh, as uh, our episode mm-hmm. one was testament. I Insane guess. amount of work. Uh, so what, that had 10 stories in it? That's 10 times the amount of work uh, as a normal podcast. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. It, and I mean, we, it was it was yeah, great fun, but man, <laughs> it was it was a lot of work. Yeah, yeah. And we um we have a lot of actual um, listener requests coming in, so we've got a few yes, things lined up. They're very exciting. So I'll give you I'll give you the roadmap real quick right now. So Log today in, we're listeners. covering yep. Superman action comics. Well, we're covering action comics seven seventy five. Mm-hmm. What's so funny about Truth, Justice, and the American Way? And next, we're covering the Marv Wolfman story in the Man and Superman 100-page giant special. Mm. Now, they aren't requests. Well, this one is a request from Ray. Yes. Uh, I chose it. Which, actually, I will I will ask. We will get to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and next week is just something we said we would cover when it came out. So, mm-hmm. there's yes, that. Right. And after that, we have a request from... Sorry, let me get my Twitter up so I can check who exactly it's from. I do believe it's... Is it Noel? Noel Tate? I think you're right. Mm-hmm. I'll just... Uh, yeah, Noel Tate, who wants us to cover Superman for all seasons. So that might take us two episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's four issues, but they're like a bit plus size. But um, very good book. Looking forward to covering that. Um, yes. uh, incidentally, Connor, sorry, before, before we go on, um, I just want to give a little shout-out to Noel. Uh, Noel Tate is uh, a lead singer and a guitarist from a band, Delita. Now, a lot of their songs are heavily based on comic books. Um, I do believe there might be a couple in there somewhere uh, referencing Superman. So, Mm. yeah, yeah, I'll I'll have to do a bit of a a cross-check and get back to to you. Uh, But, yeah, I thought it would be quite interesting to, to let you hear... Um, a song yeah. on Superman. I did. I did not know this. So I'll uh, look mm. into that. We'll put. We'll put a link in the show notes yep. as well. Unless I'm, I sincerely doubt Noel would object to a link to his oh, music. No. <laughs> I'm not. No. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So he requested for all seasons. So mm. uh, that is not a. Does he do what heavy metal? No. It's rock? Uh, no. It's like alternate. Um, just rock. Uh, I'm not sure okay. how to. Yeah. I was hoping it would be heavy metal because I was going to make a pun about how for all seasons is like the least heavy metal thing ever. But <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, and after that, we mm-hmm. have a request from uh, Phil again. Phil, mm-hmm. me and Phil, uh, who left us feedback for this episode actually, and uh, he requested a two-part story with Nightwing and Superman by Chuck Dixon. So that's something I'm very interested in. That would be cool. Because uh, I like Chuck Dixon. I never thought he wrote that much Superman, and I like Nightwing. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the roadmap for now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if there's no more requests, after that I do have an issue I would like to cover personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, a bit busy, busy times ahead. Busy times ahead, plenty in store, a nice variety there, so super listeners. Definitely, uh, lots of variety in the requests as well. Uh, thanks yeah. very much for reaching out to oh, us. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, too. It's, um, it's always great to hear from um, super listeners. Um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, anything else that you've been... Re- you're still, are you still working through or you finish your, your omnibus of, of Superman, Connor, or are you onto another classic read? 
Uh, I'm still uh, just slowly getting, slowly reading through the Mullet Superman era. Yeah. I'm not sure how far I'll read through it, um, mm-hmm. but I'm reading it because uh, there's an event that involves Superman and Green Lantern. Mm. And I'm reading Green Lantern right now, so I want to read both Superman and Green Lantern okay. leading up to that event. Uh, I've heard lots of good things about the event, so yes. Currently in the Carl Rayner era of Green Lantern. Okay. Uh, cool. Which is uh, good. Keeping it cosmic. And uh, Phil, uh, did, uh, Phil did send us uh, a message of why... Uh, our, our, if you remember, our last episode was a Phil request, and oh, yes, yes. it was the Batman and Superman uh, three-parter. And uh, I oh. asked him why that was his favorite, uh, mm. one of his favorite stories, and uh, he replied, I'm just a big Batman fan, and I've always enjoyed the dynamic between the two. From best friends to uneasy allies, it always seems to work. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, that's, uh, there's a reason those two are popular together, um, and that seems to yeah. sum it up. Oh, it was very enjoyable um, covering that arc as well. I mean, uh, you know, uh, despite kind of nitpicking it. Uh, I oh, mean, there it was, was lots to talk about. Yeah, there know. was lots to talk about. It was, it was, it was really good. Um, so thanks, Phil. That was, uh, that was really good. Cool. And looking forward to to learning a bit more. I know Phil's a big Nightwing fan, so um, mm. looking forward to his uh, his request uh, in the in the weeks to come. Yeah, definitely. A fun fact about Nightwing. Is uh his name uh, is actually partially chosen to homage Superman because there was two vigilantes or superheroes on Krypton and uh, called Nightwing and Flamebird. So, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Cool. Uh, yeah, Superman and Dick are friends. Okay. Fantastic. Oh no, that's great. I, I never knew that. I thought. I thought it was just, you know, Dark Knight, Nightwing. I, I don't know. No, no, not yeah. at all. Um, yeah, I, I hope they stick with that explanation in Titans, but I doubt they will. Yeah. Because it's, you know. <laughs> what, what was the other name? The other hero? Flamebird. Okay, yeah. He definitely picked the better. better oh, he definitely did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm a Yeah. <laughs> so. I guess that's about us up to speed, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, actually, uh, yeah, you mentioned you finished All Star Superman. Um, if you like Ooh, yeah. Grant Morrison, uh, maybe I might recommend picking up his uh, Green Lantern. He has a Green Lantern run right now. It's on its fourth issue, mm. I think. Uh, that's been really good. I've heard very good things about it, actually. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've read like one, I've read two issues of The Invisibles as well by him. Um, very confusing um, because I've only yeah. read the two out of the whole <laughs> thing. But uh, he is a good, he's a good writer. So uh, yeah, the for sure. Superman is the least confusing thing he's done that I've read. Right. Uh, not to say that it's dumb or anything. There's no, 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 not at and all. A, like a lot, there is a lot to that book, but yeah, uh, it's not really confusing and doesn't hurt my head. Yeah. it's not full of like metaphysics so you know yes yeah. uh, it's not I... it's not uh it's not that pretentious mm-hmm. um old grant can be a bit pretentious sometimes and i love it you know yeah. he deserves to be pretentious he's a pretty smart fella but oh well uh, he really gets into the science fiction like the details yes, of it which definitely. is i really well yeah i thought there was a lot in there. i thought that was not i thought it was great i think it's good um uh, sorry i thought you meant more of his um 
metaphysics. Um, but yeah, he really, uh, really puts in a lot of detail, and that just it just adds layers to the um, to the story, and and it brings new ideas. Uh, look, you know, without going into a whole review for All Star, I just loved yep. uh, his chapters. Uh, you know. Um, Broad strokes. I love what he did with Lex towards the end. Um, really, really cool stuff. Uh, you know how I like my action scenes, Conrail. So I got plenty of that towards the end. That was good. Yeah. Uh, I love the the Kryptonians that he met that were like mm. kind of replacing him uh, temporarily while kind of he was uh, away. Uh, I love Samson. Samson was in there. Like he's a time travel yeah, traveler. That was great. He's a biblical Samson, right? Uh, I don't know if he's the straight biblical okay. Samson. Okay, but uh, he's... I mean, the reference is obvious. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. That was really cool. It was, it was Atlas and Samson, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I loved how they were coming up with, a, like, I guess, a bet or a challenge for Superman. Uh, and the... To woo Lois Lane. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, Superman was not happy throughout that whole thing. No, not at all. Um, and then you get Superman has his, uh, his labors that is a very Herculean, um, mm, thing to do. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, Bizarro world, uh, uh that, that, everything was really, really, it was uh, such a fun journey. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Very, very good stuff. Um, uh, so next up, I mean, um, I will look into the green lantern there, Connor, but you asked me a while ago, what would be next on the cards? And I do have kingdom come next. So, um, you know, I want to, want to crack that open yeah definitely uh mm. two two big heavy superman mm. hitters that's for sure um, yeah so uh yeah, yeah looking forward to that um no expectations other than this the small things that you mentioned about about it is it this is the kingdom comes the um the the joker killing lois right yeah that's yeah, like that's off panel though yeah 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 but like uh okay okay that's just yeah i was remembering the anecdotes that you were saying yeah cool yeah cool. yeah with all the injustice talk. <laughs> yeah that's right um, me ranting against <laughs> yeah. the machine. Uh, yeah, seemed to have triggered something there. In, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, happy days ahead. Happy days ahead. We're about to get an issue about Superman fighting against that very dictator-style uh, injustice sort of thing. But anyway, um, so yes, yeah, shall we go on to the issue then? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so Action Comics 775. As usual, we'll talk about the cover first. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the cover. Yeah, can I can I just say straight off the bat as well, did this um, happen for a period? Um, Action Comics has become like a subtitle. Um, yeah, Superman in Action Comics, yeah. Yeah, because I, I, you know, I did a quick check first when I was looking for it, and I saw the cover, so I thought it was in Superman um, 775. No, it's technically action comics. Yeah, yeah. But they, you know, they want to sell the Superman book, so it's Superman in action comics. Yeah, so very much, uh, when was this? This was uh, late 2001. 2001, okay. So they were, and then they've obviously reverted back to action comics, like, recently, right? Okay. Is uh, do you know the backstory behind that? Like, is there a reason why? No? I I, I, I just assume that they wanted um, the Superman name. Yeah. On the title, oh, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah um, that's. I mean, maybe that, yeah, it was the just, maybe yeah. it was the only Superman title. That, oh no, it wouldn't be, would it? There would there'd still be Superman, like the comic. Yeah, there would. There, yeah, there's still Superman the comic. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. yeah. Um. There's actually. Oh, before we go on. Yes. We do you remember Slam Bradley, the detective from? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, 
I found out. I can't remember how I found out. I was. Uh, it just came up because I wasn't looking at Slam Bradley specifically, but he was created by drumroll Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster for Detective Comics One. Ah. Oh. Which was about a year or two before Action Comics One. Uh, so he was an actual character, a uh, hard-boiled sort of detective, um, good in a bar fight, and uh, well, I, I should say the the concept and the character uh, was. Um, created by malcolm wheeler nicholson mm. he and he essentially told siegel and schuster to make the strip with this character so uh yeah right that was a, a fuddle on my part i you know but uh, uh slam here's the respect that you're yeah. due well, he certainly had that, um, like his name alone, and we were remarking about he, he was very much a Dick Tracy-looking Yeah. I guess that all makes sense now, because like, he is a yeah. classic a classic figure. Uh, I, don't remember, I don't remember Slam come, popping up any yeah. other time in that run, so I'm not sure if that was like a cameo yeah. sort of thing. Uh, I, look, I look him up on Wikipedia, and it says he's affiliated with Gotham okay. right now, so... Right. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. But, no, uh, yeah, cool. Sorry about that. Uh, back to the cover. So, uh, yeah, we have Superman sort of kneeling, you know, standing in, like, all this debris. Yes. he's uh, uh... He's got red eyes. He's holding on to his cape with one hand, which kind of looks like the American flag. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, I didn't, um, yeah, I didn't pick that up. Well, his uh... cape is all crinkled and stuff, but to me it suspiciously looks like stars, maybe. Oh, I'm not okay. sure. I thought it was just um, because he's been through quite a heavy bit of, like he's that been through, could, and yeah. Like that could event. be it as well. But yeah. just on first glance, I'm like, it's kind of like his cape is the American flag. I'm not yeah. sure. Right. Uh, um, I, I really like this um, this cover. Uh, there's a bit of airbrushing, I think, involved uh, with uh, the dust and the smoke. And there's even almost like a, is that the sun behind Superman? Um, there's like a yeah. bit of a glow there. Um, yeah, uh, it's um, yeah, it's pretty um, it's pretty nice. Uh, I think it's well well done. Superman, well drawn by Tim Bradstreet. Uh, he's he's a great artist. So yeah, and uh, yeah, we have on the left of the cover. It has the title of the story. What's so funny about Truth, Justice, the American Way? It has the stripes, the American stripes, in the back of that. Yeah. Uh, um, and what is this? Uh, so you did mention two thousand and one. It was released. What's the thirteen underneath it? Okay, so remember I was talking... I'm assuming it's the same at this point. Remember I was talking about the triangle era? Oh, okay, yes, sir. Well, that's the thing. They have a triangle there and they have a number inside oh, as okay. to which book this is. So right. you would, you'd be able to read them in order. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. That's a smart way If all way the titles to... connected. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little smart way of... Um... So it's not exactly like an event, right? But it's just... Um, it just helps the reader know. Uh... Oh, and it's also a bit of a marketing thing. If you want to follow the whole thing, you'd... you'd... Definitely. Collect titles you probably wouldn't collect. But yeah, that's good. Yeah. Cool. Um, So, uh, yeah, great cover. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's very... um, It definitely suits the tone of the book. Yeah, it doesn't give much away, Uh, does it? No, Uh, it doesn't. There's Um, only just Superman there. Um, And look, the reason um, I chose this was because I was looking at, like, the top 25... um, and this popped up. Yeah, this didn't come in at number one or anything. I just I was flicking through them all. They're ones that you know we know about. We've discussed kind of before, like the John Byrne era, uh, Man of Steel, 
uh, Birthright was in there, um, you know, Kingdom Come, all, all that, All Star, that was all in there. Um, so apart from all that, I was just looking for something something quite interesting. And uh, and this cover didn't really give anything away, but the blurb did. And, and the whole thing was about, you know, we'll get into it, but mm. um, this kind of crossroads that Superman comes up, up against um, uh, and what the, the greater public um, kind of start preferring, I guess. Yeah, which is... Um which has been true for decades. Mm. S- Superman outside of fiction has had this problem. Uh, you know, he's not, he's too uh, old fashioned. Yeah. Uh, he's not cool enough. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. Uh, too much of a boy scout, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and this, uh, this story is one of the many that uh, delve into that question. Yeah. Um, but this is a, this is a really big story. Uh, I I feel pretty safe in saying every Superman fan who's like read a like read Superman comics knows about this story and has probably read it. Yes. Um, no offense to anyone who hasn't, obviously. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. Someone's like, listening, it's, it's going those, <laughs> It's one of those stories that's as well known as um, yeah, you know, his best stories. Uh, I mean, this is named like the greatest comic of the decade at one point. Wow. Like this issue specifically. Um, that's what I was reading anyway. Jeez. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, so, like, this got a lot of like really good praise. Yeah. Um, but it's also a bit controversial mm. as well. The um, controversy. We will, yes, we will get into that uh, mm-hmm. after the summary. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, that, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I, I'm interested. So go to, on. Yeah, I'm interested to hear this uh, controversy as well. But I, I just wanted to also add, like, I was looking for. Uh, you know how I mentioned before, I love this idea about Superman um, being kind of like the immigrant and alienated. This was the closest thing in that 25 list that I could find. Um, it's not quite, you know, a story about um, alien, like, it, well, it is, but it's not in the way that I thought about alienation for Superman. So he is yeah. kind of alienated in this, but uh, yeah, yeah. So that was not I guess, a reason. Uh, yeah, uh, that, that thing you're describing... I feel like it's a through a lot of comics I've read. It's just a feeling Superman right. has and mood Superman has. Okay. Um, I can't remember like a exact story about that. Right. I'm sure there is, but off the top of my head, I can't. But it's like, yeah, that's Why what not? he feels a lot. Um, <laughs> especially in the Bronze Age, he was all like, "Oh man, Krypton's blown up." Like he even has a room in his fortress that just replays the destruction of Krypton over and over. Wow. And he's that's... like, I, I have this to remind myself. Yeah. And I'm like, man, not sure if that's healthy. That is like, you need to cheer up, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah, yeah. the controversy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, this is a very interesting. It proved to be a very interesting issue. So I'm keen to hear your thoughts. Now I want to disclaimer before we do go into this. So this comic, as a lot of people know, is uh, as we mentioned, it's a direct response to the times. Mm-hmm. You know, Superman going out of fashion and stuff. Uh, which is funny, because that's one of his most endearing aspects, is that he is out of fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, but this is also, from what I understand, this is also a pretty direct response to a team called The Authority, 
and the superpower team in this called the Elite are stand-ins for the Authority. And uh, just as kind of neither Ray and I have read the Authority, so we don't really have that lens to look through, unfortunately. Okay. No idea. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like this would be it's it's already very interesting, but I feel like there's maybe there's a lot we're missing. Yes. Uh, um, by not being familiar with the Authority, but th- obviously this story still works without the Authority. Yeah. Uh, do, you know, do you know? I'm sure, a lot of people who read this haven't read the Authority, so yeah, for sure. And and Connorell, do you know? Um, do you know much about Wildstorm? The is it uh, at all? Uh, I, I'm assuming. Like I know of them. I know of it. Isn't it? Like, isn't Wildstorm like a universe or something, alternate reality or something like that? No. Well, okay. It maybe was not. like a yeah. Um, is it? No, I thought it was like a publishing thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, well, I, I don't know. Okay. Um, well, I mean, that's uh, the authority are part of Wildstorm. I uh, just, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I just... I'm pretty sure Wildstorm's like a publishing thing. Okay. Set up. Uh, let's have a look here. Uh, Wildstorm Universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so yeah, it's a fictional shared universe where the comics published by Wildstorm take place. So right. it represents an alternate history of the real world where ideas such as interstellar travel and superhuman abilities are commonplace. Okay. So yeah, it, it's both. It's a publication thing and a um and an alternate, well, a parallel reality. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Um. So we may as well dig into this puppy. Let's uh, do it. Actually, let's read out the credits first, shall we? Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. Um. Just we go, have I'm gonna, uh, Yeah. Written by Joe Kelly. Mm-hmm. Pencilers are. Can you? these guys yeah sure i'm just flicking to the the last page um doug mankey and lee bermejo and uh yeah and then uh the inkers tom nagoyan dexter vines jim royal there's there's a lot of them jose marzen uh wade von grau badger and wayne foucher and yeah uh thanks Um, so, Joe Kelly, I want to point out, uh, since Deadpool used to be, like, my favourite, uh, superhero and stuff, um, he, Joe Kelly did, like, the golden age of Deadpool. Um, he is Deadpool's biggest writer, he did, like, the defining run for the character, so I'm a big fan of Joe Kelly, but he also worked on a lot of Superman, um, and, yeah, I just wanted to point out that, like, uh, I just, yeah, just a bit of background on who Joe Kelly is, he's also written some Spider-Man as mm-hmm. well but yeah he did he did this big superman run in the early 2000s but uh if you are a deadpool fan you haven't read joe kelly's deadpool run go do it now what are you doing it's fantastic it's an amazing character study and a uh disturbingly realistic uh look at mental illness as well sometimes mm-hmm. anyway so uh yeah no and it's hilarious <laughs> yeah he's, <laughs> really he's a, funny he's a good um, writer yeah yeah so go check that out but anyway on to the story so ray Okay, are you ready to journey into the world of Grimdark and Edge? I can't wait for a bit of Edge. Yep. Up, up, up and away! And away! The Elite, a team of superpowered vigilantes, gain worldwide popularity for confronting terrorists and other criminals uh, using methods that characterised by mass destruction and vicious execution of the criminals. 
They are led by a British telekinetic of immense power named Manchester Black and include Coldcast, who can emit tremendous amounts of energy, Menagerie, who is uh, symbiotically bonded with a number of demonic-looking beasts covering her body, called Simbeasts, and a magician named The Hat, uh, whose magical abilities are centred upon his fedora. Despite the 32% approval that the elite garner from the public, Superman condemns their unlawful killing of criminals. After Superman neutralizes a group of alien invaders called the Cleti, the elite appear. When Manchester orders the Hat, a member of the group, to kill the Cleti, Superman dispatches the Hat to prevent him from doing this, leading to an altercation with the elite. During their next confrontation, which occurs in the middle of a city, Superman implores the group to move their ensuing duel elsewhere, and the elite oblige by transforming, transporting themselves and Superman to the Jovian moon Io, along with a group of hovering camera drones that transmit the ensuing battle back to Earth. Superman then endures a vicious beating at the hands of the elite, one that appears to annihilate him. However, one by one, the members of the elite are attacked by an unseen Superman, apparently killed by him. Superman then uses his X-ray and heat vision to remove the mutated portion of Manchester's brain that gave him his telekinetic abilities, neutralizing him. Superman reveals that the elite are all alive, merely rendered unconscious by him, awaiting arrest by the authorities, and that the lobotomy he gave Manchester was actually the equivalent of a concussion, whose effects are temporary. Superman explains that he created the illusion that he had crossed the line into brutal vigilantism in order to illustrate to the public the danger and pointlessness of hatred and vengeance. An enraged Manchester threatens retribution, telling Superman that he is living in a dream. Superman responds that dreams are what motivate people to transform themselves and vows that he will never stop fighting until his dream of a world where dignity, honour and justice becomes a reality. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it in a nutshell. Yeah, um, in a nutshell. Uh, so... <laughs> You know, if I didn't say at the start, make sure you read this mm-hmm. before listening to the podcast. Just a disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah. Yeah. Um, look, it, it's me- hard to, it's hard to like examine and analyze this if you haven't read it. Oh, so, no, absolutely. It, um, it is. Um, and uh, coming into it like fresh as well, I found it. Um, Look, I found like I was almost dropped into something. It really hits the ground running from the get-go. It does, yeah. Um, and so that was uh, a little, a, a little uh, unsettling, I guess, for me getting into it because I, I'm, I'm thinking in my mind, oh, I've got to play catch up. I've got to know what's happening. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, that was my, I guess, immediate sense. Um, how about your overall impression? Yeah, it starts off pretty abruptly. Mm-hmm. And you are wondering if you've dropped into something, but, like, the reality is you haven't been. Like, mm. this is just the start of the story, so... Yeah. Because uh, I think I asked you just uh, early off air, I was wondering if this was, like, part four of... You no, know, no, 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 this is, this is yeah. essentially standalone. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, 
it does not treat um, newbies. Uh, it, does, it doesn't hold their hands. You've got to just kind of well, uh, I mean, pick the ball up. Like, I think, I mean, surely, I don't know. I, I haven't read the issues leading up to this, but surely maybe they would, like, it would be the same pacing for them as well. You know, yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, I guess so, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, true. It's It's very different. I mean, and look, we're talking about early 2000s as well. Um, so maybe a different different sort of writing. I don't know. So uh, the art's pretty varied, and that's probably obvious because there's two pencilers. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm... like Clark Kent looks so different to Superman. Like you look at that that oh, yeah, page and absolutely. the Daily Planet. Yes. And Clark Kent on the next page, and you go to Superman in the page over, and it's just um, yeah. You know, like like all great Superman stories do have a Lex appearance, even though it's for one page. Yeah. Uh, from the White House, it looks like as well. So, so what's his deal? Uh, is he in in government now then, or what's oh, he becomes there? president? Oh, he's a president. Okay, right. Yeah, uh, Superman's not really happy about it. Um, right. Wow, but, he's uh, reached the top, baby. Yeah, he has. Um, Did you find the art jarring? Like how it just jumps from one to the other? I mean, there's no real. A uh, bit. Yeah, because these days, like, uh, there's a, a conscious application of having different artists mostly you know if it, if it's you know i'm just generically saying if it's a dream sequence or whatever uh, some of the comics i've read like valiant comics they they do employ another artist to give that other sense of another world um, well i think the um saying that i'm like all the clark kent scenes are done by one artist and all the superman scenes seem to be done by the other artist yeah that could be i mean that could be a conscious um Effort, like I guess. Clark Kent's grounded in the world of realism and other people's point of view. Yeah, true. Um, yeah, that could well be it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, because you go from like you go from him, you go from Superman landing in that uh, where the elite put him. Yeah, fat owls use cars and trucks. All the Superman stuff on it. Presumably, yeah. Al standing at the front. Uh, and then you go to the next page, which is obviously looks like a different artist. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. And it's just him on the farm talking with Pa Kent. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, I, I think you you could be right. That could be spot on. I mean, giving a more like human. Uh, yeah, and look then at it. it's the same. Like down the other page, like that really is uh the page where Superman, uh, no, around. Clark, Clark so, is um talking to Jimmy, and Jimmy's in the Daily Planet office, and that's where Clark runs into Jack Ryder. Oh yes, yep. Um, if you notice, Jack Ryder's tie has the same colour scheme as the Creeper as well. Okay. Um, which I think is cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, so there are these other characters. I mean, again, just again, from my perspective, uh, there are these characters that I, I don't know. Um, but you've told me, yeah, Jack Ryder is a, yeah. is a hero, uh, superhero, right? Or an anti-hero or something. Yeah, and uh, like, it's not necessary that, you know, Jack Ryder is the Creeper. Like, he can just no. be like, he a looks- a rival journalist. That's what I know? thought. Yeah, that's what I just um, thought. It was, um, yeah, he looked very similar to Clark, Clark Kent as well. <laughs> that was all. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, just the black hair and the glasses, basically, and the and the. Well, Clark's got. I'm a sorry. Bit, do you think all people with black hair and glasses look the same? <laughs> oh, well, it depends. You're going to start saying those people next, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, artist depictions of them, that's all. Um, but I guess it just so happens that they both got black hair and glasses, I guess. But, um, yeah, no, it's... Um, 
I think you're probably right about the artist renditions. That that could well be the case. Uh, because, you know, it doesn't look like someone's run out of time and the other person's um, picked up the slack, you know. It, it seems yeah. like they're quite even throughout. So uh, they must have just been assigned to do Clark Kent and the other to do the Superman portions. Yeah. Yeah. There's some really cool, uh, there's some really cool art throughout this book. I love the, you know... Obviously, they have like the showdown at dawn, and I love that shot of Superman standing in the street. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can tell it's early morning because there's the steam coming from the sewer and stuff, and yeah. it's a really awesome shot. Um, there's even the, the splash page of the Elite uh, I thought was really well done. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I really like the Elite's designs. Yep. Um, and I really like them as well. I like. I know they're the villains, but uh, they, they were like likable villains to me. Uh, really, I, I don't I, know if you. Oh, so do they try? Okay, I, I don't think they're supposed to be likable villains. No, no. Um, but I found Manchester a bit kind of charming. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I know what you. Well, I know what you mean to an extent in the the fact that I find him obviously is is deplorable as a person, but um, he was rounded out. Like I think the way that he was depicted, like he was written, was was very well done um and and he's a leader like i mean he's definitely he's got the most um character out of all four of them uh so he had you know he had the best bits Um, yeah the 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 lady with the aliens bonded to her she doesn't say much at all except that she wants the other parts of superman (laughs) um, when they fight which i assume means his schlong but yeah super dong but <laughs> the other characters i think they're they're quite interesting i love this guy the hat um again just shrouded in mystery mm. uh cold cast uh, i don't i don't know oh this cold cast? yeah i have no idea what he does just emits energy that's what they say and he and he kind of detonates um but uh scary is um is manchester black he's got a cool name as well i've got to admit uh, and mm. this idea that he can just um what was it? He can just kill a man or something just by looking at them. He's very powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know they they do spend a lot of the book building up like these guys are a threat to mm. uh, Superman. Yeah. Well, see that was another thing because there was a lot of talk about them and I hadn't seen them for a bit, and so again that kind of led me to believe. Oh, okay. So is that like referencing past issues? Like you know, have we seen them before? Because they kept on talking no. talking up about Manchester Black and about you know how powerful he is and how powerful they all are. And, uh, yeah, I just wondered if... The, yeah, but obviously not. But, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, the hat is pretty cool. You know, I've got to um, got to tip my hat off to... to he's, uh, he's Japanese, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I just... I kind of think with the way fedoras are now, like how they're kind of a joke. <laughs> yeah, I know. And this, yeah. this guy in this, like, uh, vigilante group draws powers from his fedora. I just yeah. think that's funny. <laughs> but, that, uh, is, that is funny. But he seems uh, he seems quite powerful, unseemingly he does. powerful. Yeah, like he they don't really explain his powers, his capacity, but um, mm. and they don't need to. No, no, yeah. they don't. They don't. It's it's um, it's enough as it is. And same with that, um, the Sim Beasts. Um, such a weird yeah. idea, and they've got such a different look, don't they? To to Super, I've got to say that they're very. Definitely. To me, they're they're kind of very nineties. Um, it, well, they they do seem like that kind of vertigo design, though. Yeah, don't yeah, they? Especially yeah. Manchester Black. Oh yeah, trench coat. Uh, know, I can Brits. I can see uh, yeah. I can see more or something coming up with a character like this. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. And like you know, the the authority is Warren Ellis. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and that that's the thing. So I've heard 
because I did look into this, like, people's opinions on this a bit, and some people were complaining that, like, Manchester Black was too evil. Oh, really? But I think that's kind of the point. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think, like, like because I don't think you're supposed to be too sympathetic, because the whole idea of the elite, right, is, mm. like, these guys with huge powers, but they've just gone bad, essentially. Yeah. Like, they're not super villains, but they're so twisted in their style of justice, like, yes. that they will kill Superman. Like, that that's the capacity, you know, it's, you know what they say, like, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that that's the whole idea with this. Uh, and that's, you know, Superman's point as yeah. well. Yeah. Is, hey, look, if I was like you guys, this is what I would be like. <laughs> mm. You know, like, there's a reason that I limit myself. And we have talked about this before, how Superman does set these limitations for himself. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, he could, like, uh, you know, he could just uh, storm the White House and go, enough. Yeah, and take over. Oh, he's got the power of yeah of a god. But like, really. uh, there's a reason he doesn't. Like, he has to set it these because like everyone needs to. It's it, it's it ties into the whole dream speech. Like, there has to be yeah. some sort of thing you aspire to. Yeah, you can't just take control of everything. I'm jumping a bit ahead, um, but I guess I guess the big controversy of this, right? Mm. Or controversy, as no, I'm about to say. Um, controversy. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that essentially like the problem? So the elite is all about might makes right, and that's wrong. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, that's what Superman does. At the end, he just uses like might makes right, like he uses their philosophy. But yeah, but he doesn't take it. That's the exact point. But he doesn't cross the line though. That. You, no, and I think, yeah, and I think that's the exact point. It's like, yeah, he yeah. is using Mike Makes Right. He's illustrating, yes, what's wrong with um, them doing it, you know. And look, yes, in in the in our world, you know, violence is always the last resort. You have a problem with someone, you should always try talking it out first. Yeah, but sometimes the message is not going to get through unless <laughs> someone gets a thump in the head. I'm sorry, that's just <laughs> that. You know, I'm not endorsing in any way no. going and thumping people in the head, but some people need to be shocked yeah into thinking yeah. if that makes sense you know, and the, speaking like captain Kirk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah look there's a reason why this discussion is is quite divided i'm assuming and this controversy is, is uh, uh Sorry, ha Robert. has risen <laughs> has risen no no i'm only saying that as a as a piss take i think it's just control uh controversy um but I think there's a, a real reason for that because there there's a little kernel in everyone thinking, and I don't mean as in Sanders, <laughs> I mean as in a little yes. seed in everyone, uh, where there are instances. It's not black and white, you know, where, um, you know, might is not right, and and so there's a little bit of thinking in everyone, and even I believe in a bit of in in Superman as well, um, but he still sticks to his moral compass and says, look, okay, um, he acknowledges, I think, I think we all acknowledge that there could be instances where there is absolutely no way things can be solved. Um, but, but he managed, so it's a very hard thing to write. I guess what I'm saying is Joe Kelly yeah. is trying to do and trying to make it, um, seem like a, a, an argument from Superman's point of view. It is hard for him to do it. So he does it by really, pretending to to go the whole distance and to point out the the pointlessness of it 
and they're saying, oh, look, you know, I didn't have to do that because, look, they're, they're still unconscious. They can be kind of um, arrested and taken in custody. Look, man, I didn't, like, lobotomize him. Uh, I only just concussed him, but I still got the results I wanted. So, yeah, it's a very delicate thing to, to try and yeah. illustri- illustrate. I, mean, I think I think he pulls it off. Like, mm. as I said before, the whole thing is he does what they do. And that's yeah. how he shows them, you know, as I said, a bit of a slap in the face has got to shock them into the right way of thinking. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like, yeah. uh, so, because Superman, it, it gets, he does try to talk them out of it and he can't. Yeah. Like, he and does the, try diplomacy. Yeah, um, exactly. And, and then I think that's why it's essential to have someone like Manchester Black being so evil. Like, you've got to have... Like, I think you needed that that person. Because like, it, it not only does it kind of shock the reader, shocks us as to how utterly kind of amoral uh, he yeah. is, but you kind of need that to, to further Superman's point at the end. Yeah, like, this is taken... These are taken to the extreme, mm. uh, you know? Yeah. Like, and as I said, like, I... I know this is supposed to be a thing with the authority. I haven't read that, so mm. I just I can't comment on that. I don't know oh, how yeah, no, this yeah. relates to the authority um, because I don't know how the authority operate. I'm assuming they're not as bad as this. That's what I've heard. They're not as evil as these guys, right? Um, no, yeah, because these are got these are the extreme. I think, yeah. But I think they do like kill all their villains and stuff. I'm not okay. sure though. Um, but like. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure Joe Kelly was fed up with like characters like the Authority being so much more popular than traditional uh, superheroes. Right. Um, but uh, you know, the, I'm just looking at this in the context of this story, and as a reflection of Superman, not as a reflection of the Authority. Like that's yeah. where I'm coming from with this. So, and this is, you know, and I look on this book favorably. Um, the first time I read it, I didn't. Mm-hmm. But uh, this time I do. I think this is a lot better than the animated movie they did. Oh, they did an animated movie. Okay. Yeah, uh, called Superman vs. the Elite. Uh, Superman has like a Jay Leno chin for the whole thing. But uh... <laughs> Cool. That, I'd, I'd like to see that. And I think um, I'll probably agree with you there as well. Um, the first time I read this, uh, it didn't impress me until towards the end. But um, now kind of being a little more prepared... Uh, I wouldn't mind giving this a reread, and uh, I think I'd appreciate it a lot more second time round. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I have more to say, but let's read the feedback for this issue, and we'll discuss yeah, sure. simultaneously as well. Yeah. Um, so it's not exactly wrap up. We're still talking about it. We just. Uh, I feel like we'll get this will provoke more discussion. So I don't go on circles like yeah. I have of. Uh, let's see. So it's all on our Facebook page, I think, the feedback. And we've got um, one from our Twitter. Do we have one from Twitter? Yeah. Oh, it does. It does. Uh, yeah, yeah, from uh, Gigawogzilla. <laughs> no, and also uh, we got a late one in from, from Tyler from the Krypton Report. Oh, really? Fantastic. Yeah, um, so, so I've got that one. I've got that one covered if you want to grab the others. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, Tyler is uh, our buddy. Um, from Krypton Report Podcast. Uh, the second part of that Superman review is yet to go up. Mm-hmm. So... But stay tuned. Yeah. Um, so, uh, our first bit of feedback on Twitter mm-hmm. is from Gigawogzilla, uh, <laughs> at MarkSpector89. <laughs> I'm assuming uh, he's one of your buddies. <laughs> uh, yeah, he is Rick. Yeah. Rick Ball. Um, so... 
I feel it shows how humble the character of Superman is, especially at the end of the book. Also how terrifying a Superman that'll kill on purpose is. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think so as well. I think it showed... Uh, I was actually I was shocked when he just kind of went through, and it seemed he just seemingly just picked off the elite. It's going, geez, he, uh, you know, when he when he gets when he plays his cards right, and when he has to think about it, he can really just dish out vengeance in and a couple he, of seconds. He looks like a thug. He looks scary. Yeah. Like you're like, whoa, he's just snapped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very very scary stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, thanks for that. I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying Superman's not humble. It's just not the vibe I got from this book. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, um, being hu- like humble. Yeah, well, maybe maybe Rick kind of means... Um, yeah, I mean, he didn't he didn't gloat about it at the end. Yeah, no, he didn't. He's been, he'd been like... Um, he's, he's the, these, yeah, he's definitely... Like, these guys are very... They pat themselves on the back a bit. Oh, and they heckle they, him, they, they sledge him. They do, They yeah. don't call themselves heroes, though. Yeah. I'll give them that. Uh, I also want to add, like, uh, with Manchester Black... Uh, I can see how he's ended up this way. Some of the things he describes happening are pretty horrible. Oh, yes, of course. Um, yep, yep. So, yeah. That's but, right. uh, yeah, uh, thanks, uh, Giga Wargzilla. <laughs> Thank you, Giga Wargzilla. Um, should I do the, the other Twitter one? Um, yeah, no, do the other Twitter one. Okay, so we got a message from Tyler. Uh, as we mentioned from the Krypton Report, he, he says, Hey guys, it is Tyler from Krypton Report making some quick thoughts uh, on whatever happened to Truth, Justice, and the American Way. This is a story that uh, has taken on more of its own identity over time. It was adapted into the animated film Superman vs. the Elite, but the idea that this story works with um, is Superman outdated. Uh, does he uh, work for a modern audience? We could discuss that all day with our current comics and current live-action versions. The core of this story is why I love uh, is why I love it. Does Superman do the right thing? Would it be easier to kill the bad guy or make people do what is right? Uh, my thoughts are the tip of the iceberg because it's your show and we could do an entire episode on it. Keep up the good work, Tyler. Thank you, Tyler. <laughs> and uh, we are doing a whole episode <laughs> on, it, on it. Yeah, I uh, think that's a really good point, yeah. how it takes on more of its own identity over time. Mm. Maybe it did start off as a sort of reaction to the authority, but I bet I bet there's so many people that are reading that have read this that have not read the authority at all. Mm. You know, because this has become known as like one of the great Superman stories and uh, got made into an animated film, so a lot of people would have uh, read it mm-hmm. after that as well. Um, yeah, no, that that it probably yeah it probably isn't really relevant on the commentary of the authority anymore, but it definitely is for, still relevant as yeah. a Superman story. Oh yeah, for sure. And other, and other heroes as well. Yeah. And, and it's a question that, as I said, has gone decades Is Superman outdated. Like are these traditional superheroes outdated? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, if they're outdated, then that just doesn't reflect well on us in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and absolutely. Know? Um, I love Punisher. But I don't aspire to be Punisher. <laughs> no, you know? because if you um, think about it, Punisher is a very scary individual. Just, like, yeah, just sometimes own, a monster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, and no matter how, I guess, cool it is, how tough he is, 
Like if you really think about it, um, what he has to live through day to day, what he has to do, uh, a massive, uh, <laughs> you know, the waters run deep in his uh, psychosis there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, let's get to our Facebook one. Mm-hmm. So we have two Facebook responses. Three, actually. Three. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's start off with Phil, me and Phil. Phil. Uh, so Phil has very... How many times am I going to say Phil in the next <laughs> two minutes? He has been very kind to send us in uh, response to this comic. And he said it was very interesting. The first... The quote... This is in quotations. First superhero basically answering grim and gritty modern takes on comics. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. No. That's definitely what this is um and that that's how as i said haven't read the authority so that's how i view these guys i view these guys as the modern anti-heroes yes that's what they're standing in for when yeah. i read this comic timeless uh, yeah yeah for sure they're your uh you know who, who is the equivalent uh, things have gone a bit more traditional lately who, who would these guys be comparable to uh i don't know if you if you call it a, a group um oh yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I mean, there are a lot of street levels, like in. I, I don't know yeah. too much of DC. So, sorry, sorry. We know um, the type though, especially yeah. from the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Hey, does um does Hawk and Dove do they are they are they killers? Um, I don't. <sighs> Dove isn't, from what I've read in the comics. Okay. Hawk, I don't think Hawk does, but I know they balance each other out. Okay. Um, I only I'm ask... assuming yeah. you're referring to Titans. Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah and that's, uh, that's the only reason why I, I put everyone's it up. a killer in Titans. <laughs> uh, okay, because because so like, yeah, because Hawk refers to himself as the bad boys, or them as the bad the bad guys. So I thought, okay, so these guys are meant to be like a dark version. Um, uh, but yeah, Hawks, yeah. I found them really kind of in character, except for like the love triangle thing, uh-huh. except for when they were like killing everyone. Like okay. I can't see because Dove's like a pacifist. Oh, okay. sort of thing, right? Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not fully versed in knowledge of Hawk and Dove, but I have read some. Right. Um, and yeah, they're not. Hawk is a fascist jerk in the comics as well. Uh-huh. Who's for Nagro, but um, yeah, they're not running around. Oh, okay. Killing people oh, like, I thought maybe they would have been uh, an example, but maybe not. They're still probably a bit too. Clean yeah, to as I said in Titans, everyone kills, and I don't have yeah. a problem with that. Uh, Titans is fun. I love it. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, yes, uh, moving on to, uh, let's go to Dustin Kurtz next. Ah, uh, yep. Uh, wow, that was quite a ride. Any more edge and you have to cl- classify this comic as a deadly weapon. <laughs> <laughs> and I, after that, I ask him to elaborate, yep. uh, and he says, I don't know if it was pure 90s in one issue. All it needed was a bunch of pouches and some poorly drawn feet. Plus, there's a black character that is in chains and shackles. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Um, well, there is... They, I'm pretty sure they do reference uh, his family being slaves at some point, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. don't they? Which is why he wears, like, the chains. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there's a line about that. Um, and, I mean, yeah, Dustin, I think that's kind of the point. <laughs> Yeah, this whole thing is it is Superman versus like uh, the these edgy sort of uh, heroes. Mm. Uh, I I didn't really see it as a to me it it didn't read as a typical nineties because I only know obviously nineties Marvel, and I don't know there's a particular flavor for that. 
Um, I, I didn't say it. I didn't see it for this one. I thought actually, if anything, uh, it wasn't as verbose as some of the '90s Marvel stuff. And we don't mean verbose in an intellectual way, by the way. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I guess I can, I can see why this would come across as just like dark and edgy. Um, but I think honestly, the story is anti that sort of style. Like it's, uh, it's like the story itself has become what it's fighting against. Just like Superman became what he was fighting against in the story. So. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks for the feedback, Dustin. Do you have anything thanks. to add to that, Ray? Uh, no, no, um, no, no. It was um, I could have done with more pouches, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um. Okay. Then we go up. So from Connormon Stevens, mm. and this is your co-host from. Into the Night, a Moon Knight podcast. Certainly is, yes. Oh, do you want me to edit that out? No, not at all. Ah, because I know you had a thing with your real name, whatever. No, no. No, sorry, okay. that was, no. Sweet. Uh, do you want to read this one out then? Yeah, sure. So, High Priest Connor says, Interestingly, I've never heard this called controversial. Controversial. Hmm. <laughs> or at least it was shoved at me when I first got into comics. I'll agree it's next to... Uh, it's not, I'm assuming, a perfect comic. I think he's got there. It might be a typo. An attempt to write Ellis levels of quality means anything lacking in execution shows. But I love the Wildstorm universe and authority so much that this translation to the DC universe worked for me a lot. Uh, I didn't feel Mark Millar levels of grim. Instead, a fair attempt to inject the storytelling and current-day politics of Wildstorm writing into Superman. It's a challenge of Superman's ideals, the challenge of America as a country and its belief systems, and uh, it was another layer that added to my then-entry reading of Superman. Keen to hear what you boys have to say. I bet it probably doesn't hold up as well now, and I'm sure you'll give it its just desserts. <laughs> Thank you, Connor. Um, I think as, as we both Sounds like he was expecting us to hate it. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I mean, didn't... Um, a, apart from being slightly discombobulated and disorientated... When at I, the start, at the start, yeah. when I first read it, and and feeling like I had to catch up, or, or who's this person, what's going on? Apart from that, um, definitely the second half of it just I think ramped up, and I really enjoyed it. Um, so, and I still think it's relevant, right? I mean, as you mentioned as well, Connor. I think yeah, it's, I think yeah. I think it uh, is quite possibly just become more relevant since it was created. Because as yeah. I said, I think it by at this point in time, uh, it's probably separated itself from. Wildstorm, yes, and the authority. Oh yeah, yeah. And sure. it's just like this. This is kind of a. It's kind of a timeless issue, mm -hmm. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, timeless from when this was created, anyway. Like, if you know what I mean. Yep. Because yeah. this is a question that uh, still exists, except now it's you know not necessarily associated with the authority being super popular or whatever. Mm. But um, you know, inversely, if you are an authority and Wildstorm fan, like um, like Connor here as well, um, there would be a level of um, enjoyment, I guess, in in picking up a reference. Like, I mean, I'm sure there's a um, obvious reference there, you know, for, for an authority Wildstorm yeah. fan. So, the, you know, having that played in to a Superman story would have been a fun thing, which is uh, exactly kind of what Connor said. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like 
uh, yeah, Connor, it sounds like you're a fan of the Authority and you enjoyed. That's one of the reasons you enjoyed this comic, which mm-hmm. I find really interesting. Um, yeah. You know, because uh, from what I've heard of some a couple of other people, is they love the Authority and they didn't like this. Okay. Comic. I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, no, that is uh, that is interesting, and I wish, I really wish I had that authority knowledge, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, you don't need it to read this story, and no. you don't need it for this story. You don't need it to understand the message of the story either. So. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it's just it's just jealousy on my part. <laughs> and it's actually, Connor. It's led me to a, a Connorell. It's led me to a, a question. Um, so you mentioned this is like a like a one one off a one shot thing, right? Um, had there been had there been any build up of the public's opinion about a, a swaying towards a more vigilante type superheroing in the lead up to this at all? Because again, it just seemed quite quick that the public had had swung their preference to. I mean, in, the elite. obviously, in the real world, the public is like that. Yeah was like that at the time um i god if i have read the issues directly preceding this it would have been a long time ago so yeah, i just sure. i can't remember yeah yeah um, it'd be interesting it'd be a good lead up if it if it did i thought i mean i think it would it would make it uh, make a lot more sense i think um, yeah. yeah i mean but this is a question that's popped up you know before like kingdom come was really the first huge thing that dealt with this uh-huh topic of superman being outdated against these new heroes yeah um, when was kingdom come what year uh those in the 90s ah okay 96 okay. i believe 96 or 94 okay i think cool um but that that was the whole point of that comic was uh yeah it wasn't responding to like a specific group yeah um, but yeah but cool. that, that had some other things going on too but uh yeah, yeah so that was all the feedback Thanks, guys. Thanks, um, everyone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, I don't know. Other other thoughts on on the comic? Uh, just. Looking. I guess. Uh, yeah. I wish maybe if it started with something less confusing than like a giant gorilla. Incidentally, beautiful artwork for that though. I must say, definitely fantastic artwork. But it was, I was just a bit confused. It's like, okay, so yeah. were they fighting the gorilla? Or were the terrorists working with the gorilla? These are the questions I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, um, because it, it's it's such a, I guess it's such a specific um, incident. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it's like surely it could have been. I don't know, but I think straight after that, the comic kind of hits its stride. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just that that initial thing is a bit disorienting, despite the fantastic artwork. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and uh, just going through some of the ensemble here, Connorell. So, again, we see Superman um, is in a big ball, right? Which is, I guess, a Kryptonian thing. And he's with... Uh, I didn't know the guy. You told me it was Steel. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I couldn't actually. Sorry, because this wasn't really covered in. Was it? It wasn't really covered in the synopsis. Um, so, oh, I guess they're just talking more about the. Um, uh, it's more of a moral debate again, I guess. Um, you know. Well, they're just they're just talk like Steel can tell it's gotten under Superman's skin. Yeah. Um, Why isn't yeah. Steel helping him? 
I could still get his butt kicked. <laughs> is he is still? He's not. He can't go as fast as Superman. No, he's a, he's a dude in a suit. Ah, okay, right. Because he's wearing the he's, ca- a, he's wearing the he, cape. I thought he was Kryptonian. He's one of the guys who took up the mantle when uh, Superman died. Ah, right, right. Um, yeah, okay. And he's like become his own sort of character. Is he still around? Uh, I I'd assume so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. All right. Yeah. So there was a little bit on steel there. Um. I wonder also. I just mentioned. Did you see the Men in Black uh, reference? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to call that out. Um... <laughs> going, what the hell is going on there? Um, that was pretty funny. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was pretty good. It, yeah. I didn't. I wasn't expecting a Men in Black reference. I have to say so. And yeah, they were like. It, all the bad guys like uh, smuggling mm. <laughs> like aliens or so. it was crazy um yeah, but, yeah so uh, i mean a bit of playfulness there from joe kelly uh yeah also i love the uh, there's a little um page 18 there's like one page where superman just flies around the city and he's just seeing him in the background and he kind of picks up um public opinion basically yeah, uh, and I love uh, the demographics. So you got the um, so again, it's kind of like a playfulness, I think, from Joe Kelly. Mm. Uh, you got these stereotypical construction workers sitting on an I beam up yeah. high in the yeah. sky with their hats on, <laughs> drinking coffee. Uh, then you got these uh, two women, um, both have rot wheelers, it seems, with spike collars. Um, and lastly, there are these little kids, and I found this one the funniest where. They're, they're playing dress up and um, the little kid doesn't want to be Superman because um, they just kill him all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I love the little bit of comedy uh, interspersed in this issue. Yeah. Yeah, that that and that Joker with diplomatic immunity, can I just say that that is one of the dumbest things I've ever read in my entire life. Yes, the Joker was... A diplomat at one point and no one could do anything because he had diplomatic immunity despite the fact that he's a known murderer mm. it was one of the dumbest things i've ever read in my entire life and i was played like super seriously oh, right. and i was just like i think it was jim stalin writing it and i was just like i hate you jim stalin this is garbage this is garbage on paper that i am reading right now um so yeah. i mean not knowing too much about it it does sound like a very flimsy premise for joker it was so stupid. Yeah. Like, yeah. um... I mean, yeah. you'd have to be mad. The world would have to be mad to do that. Yeah. And yet, like, Superman wasn't arresting him because uh, he couldn't. And I'm just like, this is stupid. I hate it. But whatever. Um, <laughs> that's not in this story. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so that... that uh, I guess, yeah, The all these full panels are a bit tongue-in-cheek. Yep. Um, if they were played seriously, they'd probably be a bit cringeworthy. But, um... Yeah, you know, they're they're all a bit comedic. I mean, it can't not be comedic with the way the kids are drawn as well. Yeah, so. for sure. But but um, Kelly gets his point across here, like you know, behind yeah. the veneer of, of of a bit of comedy, um, the idea is basically there's truth in it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think it was a good a good device by him. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um. I mean, there's lot, there's lots of nice artwork in this book. You know, I love yeah. Superman. Yeah. In the background of those kids, I love that bottom panel where the sun's setting over the city. Yes. Yeah, very good. 
you know, obviously the the panel with him and Park Kent and Clark as a journalist, like they're really fantastic. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That that art. The the fight at the end is really, oh man, really good. The art in that. Yeah. Uh, just when you know when everyone's just unleashing. Um, so Manchester Black, I think, just telekinetically hits Superman, and he goes through a few, like, rock um, formations, and then he just gets hit with these sim beasts, uh, and he's using his heat vision. It's it's really really kind of visceral. Um, yeah. And the art is, I think, the art really works. I think the art works more or mostly in uh, in these action scenes. Um, I. Yeah. That creepy monolith that's like a fetus. Yes. Yeah. I love that little, like, that miniature backstory they give. Like, one of their first gigs is just, like, insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, you know, it's cosmic. It's it, it's such a... There's so much uh, weird, otherworldly stuff going on yep. in this issue. And I think that's just, like, the style at the time as well. Okay. Um, cool. Is like, all these sci-fi elements and stuff in the Superman title, so... Yeah. Um... Um, where's the where's the other thing I love their ship Bunny oh Bunny yeah that's like right. the organism or whatever yeah. yeah 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 and they removed its heart but uh evidently not enough because Superman turns it against them in the end yeah but uh See, yeah a lot, of that, some... a lot of that crazy stuff right and yeah because these guys are bad so of course yeah, we'll t- take the heart out so it actually complies with us pretty but, much but it's um Really, really fun ideas here by Joe Kelly, and he's got a good. I reckon, like you mentioning, it might be like a sign of the times. I think yeah, I really like how he condenses a lot of information, just really quickly. Like you, you know, the backstory for Manchester Black about this uh, alien in the obelisk. Um, you know, they're just quickly mentioned, but you. It never came across as like too much or forced or. No. You know, like I never thought. Okay, why is this alien rel- relevant? Like I thought. Okay, cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah, or it doesn't um, go on for a page or whatever. It's just just stated a couple of times. That's it. Yeah, um, and yeah, so yeah, really good, really good stuff there. Um, and then uh, you mentioned that he's probably using his super speed because I, I, uh, I texted you Connorell and I said, yeah, uh, did Superman get obliterated? Because he he just gets blown up by cold cast. Um, and I was just like, no, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just because they pick up his cape and it's like, okay. And then it's like, he's back from the dead and there's no explanation. Um, well, he, uh, he just moves. Like, I, uh, he doesn't get vaporized. I guess so. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that's... I mean, you but don't because... see him move. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Because, but... like, there's a huge blast that you can't see what's going on. So yeah. it obviously moves during the blast. Yeah, I mean, I guess, it, again, because they were building him up to... Um, that that all these villains were were quite powerful, like really powerful. Like uh, Steel actually mentions to Superman, you know, you could be in trouble here. Like you know, there's four people all, all at once, and then this is just before, oh, just after that. Um, Manchester Black c- kind of gives Superman a stroke, so he's bleeding yeah. out of his nose and ears. So he, you know, he's not in his fight. He's not, you know, at no, his best. Um, so yeah, so I just thought, okay, well then he just gets detonated as well, but. He, uh, he's a hardy fellow, our soups. And the other thing is, like, he does have prep time here. Like, he's it's off-panel, but he's obviously researched their weaknesses because yeah. uh, they mention, like, um, like uh, 
Superman injects the Lady Mantis, I can't, no, Menagerie. Menagerie. He injects her, like, you see a little swat. So he's blowing a dart or something, and it's a very rare poison. So he would have, obviously, he would have had to dig up a lot of information to find this out. Yes. And, you know, go get that poison for this fight, for this backup plan. And, uh, you know, then he knew, okay, how's he going to take out Hat? Oh, I'll deprive him of oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because yeah. he knows he has a force field and stuff, but he can't. Uh, so yeah, like um, you know, and he just used super speed a lot. He just outsmarted them really, and then he took out Manchester Black uh, by baiting him and then uh, giving him a really nasty headache. I think that um, was a, the most clever thing, the way that he handled him, and just uh, Manchester Black going, like, you know, your heat vision can't do anything against me, and he's going, well, uh, what did he say? I'm not, uh, I'm not aiming at your <laughs> face. He actually aims through his eyes yeah uh into his brain does a bit of microsurgery uh just yeah just really that was a smart like i did not see that coming that was a very smart move and yeah. basically just gives him a like he says a lobotomy which we know at the end is just a concussion but um he's looking full-on evil and and actually well what rick was saying giga Wogzilla, he doesn't look too humble, does he? When he does it, he has a bit of a smug look on his face. Well, he's putting because he's putting on an act. Yes, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, he's putting on the act, like you know, this he's is. He's acting like Manchester Black. Yeah, yeah, and he's I got mean, a, and yeah, Superman is pretty messed up. Look at his eye. Yeah, he's got a bloodshot eye, or whatever, yeah, whatever you call it. Um, um, really cool, really cool look. <laughs> um, yeah, I love it, and um, yeah, just the ending where he just reveals, not nah, well, everyone's okay. You've just got a concussion. <laughs> I don't know how Menagerie's okay. She kind of blew up. So, um, anyway. Yeah, I'm a bit. I'm a bit like. I'm a bit <laughs> weird as to how Menagerie works exactly. I'm assuming her body reformed or okay. something. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. Because uh, yeah, it's pretty grotesque, I guess that uh, part. But yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. I mean, the artwork's generally good. As I said, I love that shot with the monolith. Yep. fetus and like the space all that stuff the ship above the city as they're meeting superman mm -hmm. that's I, a really great uh i think just the disheveled superman uh, when he returns after being blown up um, yeah just for that onwards when he's kind of in tatters he's got blood and grit on his face it's yeah, just really well drawn some of the art's a bit inconsistent especially early on yes yeah but agreed. uh you know it definitely picks up as it goes on so uh yeah um, nothing really to add here. The fight's awesome. Mm -hmm. There's like Superman gets punted through that monolith by uh, Manchester. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah, Manchester Black's cool. And uh, they they do cool. actually pop up after this. So okay, I'd love to see them in more adventures. Yeah. More. Uh, I think more they antics. join. They join the Justice League Elite or something. I don't know. Um, okay. But yeah. Anyway, I haven't really read anything further with them. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah. So do you have any any final thoughts? Uh, no, I'm pretty keen on getting up to our our ratings here. Yes. So who's going first? I can't remember who went first last time. Um, I think I made you go first last time. Yeah. So how about you, you go first here? Uh, All right. Um, alien fetuses. Uh, I don't know. Just <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> um, let's see how many. I'll find something here. I gotta make. I gotta make these good. Oh, yeah. How many fedoras? Fedoras. Okay. 
Yeah. I'll give this eight fedoras out of ten. Okay. Uh, nice. Really good story. Holds up. Um, you know, as I said, coming to this, not knowing about the authority, this is still a question. Is Superman outdated? Why doesn't he do this? Why doesn't he do that? And this is another story that fills that quite nicely. Mm. Um, I the two stars being Doctor for some of the inconsistent artwork and just the sort of cold, like the cold opening, just being dropped yep. into mm-hmm. this confusing thing. But other than that, I think it's a really strong story. I can see why it's well regarded by so many people. Yeah, and I can see why it's one of the uh, great Superman stories, really. Yeah, uh, and I recommend it to anyone. Yeah, great. Look, I'd uh, I'd give it a I'd give a solid seven fedoras um, out of ten. Uh, I really enjoyed it, um, much like you, Conorel. Um, I actually I found the second half a lot more enjoyable than than the first half, only because yeah. As you're saying, being slightly yeah. disoriented at the beginning, so that kind of put me off a little. Um, I love the premise, of course, the pre- the idea of it, and the characters like the elite. Uh, I found very interesting, most notably, of course, Manchester Black. Uh, he was the most fleshed out out of all four of them. Um, very interesting character. I'd love to see them turn up again. Um, but yeah, the second half, uh, I love the art. The art was really good. Um, so a good solid seven. Um, it was just, again, I think I'd have to take it down a peg compared to you, Conorel, only because I did feel a little lost, even like the stuff with, uh, Steel and, uh, yeah. Jack Ryder. Um, I'm just, I just am unfamiliar with this universe. So, uh, it probably doesn't carry as much weight, um, for me as someone who reads DC quite, quite regularly. Um, I mean, they didn't carry weight with me. I just, I wasn't confused by their presence. So. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, yeah true. I, I guess that's that's what I'm kind of saying. Just like, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a familiarity for you when you're reading it. Like, it's, oh, there's, you know, it's like, you know, I'm reading in Marvel and there's, you know, Rick Jones. I know who Rick Jones is. Or, you know, I know who, um, um, who else is there? I know who Robbie Robinson, uh, Robbie Robertson is. You know those yeah, those second yeah. tier characters. Um, it does help. Um, but yeah, so I, I reckon a seven. Um, very very cool. Uh, just want to say as well. Look, um, stuff like the John Byrne stuff. You know that that issue that we did where he loses his powers, like Lex Johnny Byrne. Johnny Byrne. Like, oh, the amplified powers. Amplified power. Yeah, I mean, as that as a one shot goes, I mean, I know, I know, I recognise this as being a very important and a, a really thought provoking issue, um, but pure level of enjoyment. You know, I do enjoy the John Byrne kind of stuff like that. Mm. Um, but like I said, the second half of this, I think, we really ramped up. I really enjoyed it. Oh, there's, so. there's nothing wrong with uh, enjoying the John Byrne stuff. Uh, it's one of the best runs of Superman. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, seven and a half average. Seven and a half fedoras. Yes. I'll be tipping those tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was our thoughts on uh, What's So Funny About Truth, Justice, the American Way. Uh, pretty positive reviews from both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope you guys aren't disappointed that we didn't tear it a new hole. Uh, but... Is there a lot of, there's a lot of hate as well for this? Hmm. Not a lot. As I said, it's controversial. Like, yeah. But we only got... Uh, High Priest Connor expected us to hate it. <laughs> and uh, Dustin didn't seem to like it that much. But um, both your friends, actually. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so next, we will be 
covering the Marv Wolfman story from the Man and Superman Giant because Marv Wolfman has said this is the best Superman story I've ever written. So I will be coming for you, Marv. Yep. Put your money where your mouth is. (laughs) I am not one of your... uh, I do not consider you one of the best Superman writers. So (laughs) uh, you are in the upper echelons, but compared to the other upper echelon writers, echelon writers, you're just, you know... We've talked about... I've talked about Marv Wolfman before when we've done his stories. So I'm I'm very curious to see what his... uh, story is so yeah come on the show marv yeah just uh yeah yeah no i'm, I'm not dissing you marv you actually no, do no, right no. good yeah. stuff um i just have certain quibbles with some of your stories but uh <laughs> yeah so that will be in two weeks time mm-hmm. but in the meantime and, uh, uh, another one chalked up Conorel. yep so uh yeah until next time just uh Next time, you know, um, just have a second thought about, you know, killing. Might doesn't make right. That doesn't. No. And don't smoke as well. Don't don't look at Manchester Black. He's a terrible person. Yes. <laughs> he smokes because he's a bad guy. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. All right. Alrighty. I'm going to fly away now. Whee! I'm going to use my sim beasts and flutter. (laughs) Wow. Flutter away. That's lame. (laughs) Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com, our Twitter, at lskpodcast, our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.